everybody. Welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm with Carrie Ankrum. <laughs> Carrie, this is her first time riding shotgun on the Bullhooker podcast. What's up, Carrie? What's up? Uh, I asked Carrie to come along today because she's become one of my new podcast pimps. She finds me all <laughs> kinds of people to do these podcasts. It's it's I get these weird texts out of the blue that says, you know who'd be great on the podcast. And I'm like, who? She doesn't tell me. She makes me work for it. Who? <laughs> she's like, I found this person. And so, and so far, uh, the next one you... Uh, He's coming on next week to do it. So Sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So, Carrie, what's going on? Not much. Not much. Just hanging out with the cool kids. You hang out with the cool kids. You might <laughs> recognize Carrie from episode 60. Uh, we did it at her shop. She's the owner of the Brush um, Barber, right? City Barbershop. City Barbershop. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out right there so I don't look like an asshole. So, <laughs> so City Barbershop. And we actually did a few in your barbershop. It was kind of cool in there. Uh, you have a bunch of lizards in there. You have all kinds of cool stuff there. A lizard and a tarantula. Yeah. Um, and they're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> totally hanging out. So uh, we have a guest today. We do. Susan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this wonderful experience. Susan uh, is actually an employee of the Brush, uh, City of Brush. And uh, this is a little rusty right now because we haven't done this in a week or so, and I just got back from a trip from the CML conference. So, uh, so we're on the same page. We're I'm a little rusty. I'm not, so we're good. We're even. We are on the same page. I even talked to you into a, a, a one of Densia's Palomas. Um, these are hers, by the way. We're just we're we're, we're rating her stash. So, oh, we're rating. <laughs> yeah, I did not so know we were rating. If a little brunette comes at you swinging, but just just start swinging back. She she. Oh, if I duck, they fall over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Susan Turner, what do you do for the city of Brush? Uh, I'm a permit tech. Okay. And the fancy way of saying, I help you when you need a permit for something. Ah, so you're the one i got to send them to. I always send them to Tyler. I just thought that's who I did it. So If they ask for Tyler, I go, what do you need is usually what I ask first. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's who in the office because there's many people that do a wide variety of things. Right, right. So what, how'd you get into that? Um, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. My uh, Long story short, I moved out here. Needed to do a change of pace. and I was looking for a job. I was going to Morgan County Community College be a multimedia design and my son was like mom just start applying for anything you think you've got the credentials go for it yeah, yeah. so i read down the <laughs> list i can do that i can do that i can ah, here we go this this is funny i sent it off as a joke to myself yeah that and was, you got it and i got it i go i go son guess what i got a call back and he went he was listing off all the other jobs I'm like no the one in brush where was brush again <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Brush is the mecca of all Colorado. Thank you very much. I've been fighting with other councilmen from other towns. And who has the best city? It is Brush. It is Brush. Even HGTV. They said they liked Brush better than Morgan. They, they did, you know, but they picked Morgan because it was a pity thing. A pity <laughs> thing. A bigger, could, a bigger shithole. No, I'm kidding. The, I'm joking. The, the, big, the big boys, you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah. They, they miss out on the cool kids. They didn't get them to the cool kids table. They right, went to the big right, kids table. Right, this is, this, is a whole, this is all envy, by the way. Let's not, <laughs> let's not BS each other, you know. Uh, that was kind of cool, though. Uh, before we get started, though, I do want to say uh, we are at the uh, Bullhucker studio here in the uh, bowels, the bowels of the Brush Emporium. Uh, if you haven't been to the Brush Emporium, please come check them out. Very cool. 210 Clayton Street here in Brush, Colorado. Uh, it's actually a great little shop. They have a pizzeria. They have a uh, ice cream shop. They do wings now. Mm. And they also, while you're waiting for your stuff, they have a lot of cool shopping you can do from local vendors. Very cool. Yes. It's very cool for uh, the Chamber of Commerce, which Carrie was the president of for a year. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just cool. It's a cool thing uh, for Downtown Brush to bring people back to Downtown Brush. And if you haven't had the pizza, you should come check it out because it is awesome. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Freddie, the hot dog guy, was just in here. And the way he's got this Brooklyn accent, or it's from the Bronx, and he was like, that cheese hits different. I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, he was pretty excited to tell me that the cheese hit different. So at any rate, we are here at the Bullhooker Studios. So uh, please make sure you, if you support the podcast, you come support the Brush Emporium. They've been very good about letting us have this little space down here. It's kind of a cool little space. Yeah, Susan? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. I like it. Carrie, is this your first time down here? Yeah. Is it really? It is. I got you to finally sign the wall. Yeah. Everybody picked the, the they're kind of filling in the one wall, and Carrie said, Fuck it, I'm going to start the other wall. You know what I mean? She doesn't care. That's <laughs> right. That's Carrie Ankrum for you. So, Susan, where did you live before you came to Brush? Before I came to Brush, Westminster. Westminster. Is it a culture shock? You think? <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe it or not, I actually live in Wiggins, which is even smaller than Brush. Mm. You want to talk about culture shock? Not much. We didn't get, we didn't get a stoplight. In, in Wiggins? There's no stoplights. It's coming. There really is. They're coming, but there isn't. But we, our criteria was really simple. A gas station and a grocery store, and a hardware store. Yeah. They have all three, but no stoplight. It's coming. We I didn't have, even notice that. We have two stoplights, and one's kind of pointless. Yeah, the one on Colorado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's there. At least it's there. But it turns on when you do not expect this. If you have something loaded in the back of your truck, that light will flip and make you stop suddenly. That I, has never happened to me, though. I think if you're not speeding, <laughs> you're safe, Susan. <laughs> Listen, Susan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I figured it If you're hauling ass down the road, yeah, it yeah, might take you by surprise. I figured you know, it would if, be funny. If you <laughs> see tracers going by as you're driving, you might be going a little, might go a little too fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a little too fast. So. I, could, I couldn't resist the, the urge to say, you know, it's, it's a sudden stop, don't you know? <laughs> 30 miles to zero yeah no yeah it's also nice because it gives someone uh, a place where people can actually cross the street yes so, you know it's good for the old people and the, and the children i guess i like so. how you said the old it ha- what if it's a, a nice young person that decides to get some exercise instead of an old man uh, they probably be walking that part of town you know probably not <laughs> <laughs> not playing frogger no <laughs> yeah, yeah. they would ha- we'd have, might have to explain frogger first <laughs> am i that old <laughs> you and me both <laughs> like oh. i said that to somebody and they were like what Right. What's Frogger? Right. It's from the Atari. I uh, just bought some clothing to go to the CML concert from the uh, J.C. because they have the uh, the uh, big and tall or the fat guy store is what it is, and uh, I guess I got to start uh, dying this because the girl, honest to God, said I gave you your discount, and I go, what discount? Is that a cool guy discount? You know, we all know what discount she's talking about. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We do. Like, uh, so I was a little disgusted at the fact she gave me a senior discount, <laughs> but not disgusted enough to turn away the senior discount. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, How? thank you. Okay. Thank you. You know, as I go outside, I get a little tear in my eye. I was like, you're old, you're old, you know, kind of sad as shit. So, but yeah, that finally happened to me. It's. You don't look that old. You yeah. don't look that old. You, you two don't look that old. I look old as shit with this damn gray hair. It's getting worse, you know, so I'm going to have to belly up and try and i think it's the same opinion of the people that tr- that uh, have to check your id now to see if you're old enough to buy cigarettes yeah do you realize it's 2000 yeah you're like Dang. are you old enough to sell cigarettes you need to ask them you know yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> there's a few of them that you kind of go hmm okay first time i was ever carded for cigarettes was when i moved to colorado really Rest of my life in Texas, never, not once. That's because in Texas they don't give a shit. They don't no, care. they really don't. They don't care, man. 
They'll sell you a gun at 13. They don't care. <laughs> no, you know? make it 14. They make it 14. Is it 14 now? Okay. <laughs> it's choking. Cigarettes there, you little pussy. You know? yeah, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Can't you smoke? you got to be able to do both, right? Well, I mean, how am I supposed to drink my beer without a cigarette there, Tex? you got at least two hands, right? <laughs> they got at least two hands. That's amazing. So, <laughs> Well, if you're new to the Bullhawker Podcast, uh, what we do here on the Bullhawker Podcast is we bring on a guest. Today, Susan, uh, she's going to tell three stories about her life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either borrowed, made up, or partly made up, partly true. Now, Susan, without going into any detail, what is your story, the fake story? Is it a borrowed story? Is it halfway made up, half true, or all the way made up? It's a mixture. It's a mixture. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, So, at the end of the podcast, Carrie and I are going to try and guess which one of these is actually the mixture story and not a true story. So, Susan, are you ready to tell some stories? Of course I am. Oh, hell yeah. Carrie, are you ready to hear some stories? I am. You want to read them off for me? Can you read those? Uh, leaving Tell me if you can read my chicken scratch. It's fair if you can't. You've never seen, you seen mine? It's horrible. Leaving the ropes? Le- uh, learning the ropes. See? Learning. Oh, horrible writing. <laughs> um, no horsing around and touching the clouds. You know, Carrie, since this is your first time riding shotgun, why don't you pick one out for us? Let's go with no horsing around. No horsing, no horsing around. around. Well, it's a uh, part of my fr- one of my first few jobs when I got a got out of high school. I ended up getting a job as a camp counselor, up for a Girl Scout camp. Never was a Girl Scout in my life. <laughs> I was good at backpacking and stuff like that. So I was supposed to, I was the one who took the kids out, trained them how to backpack, all that good stuff. Well, they have horses. I had always wanted to learn how to ride. I was willing to muck out stalls in exchange to learn how to ride a horse. I'm going to assume muck out stalls means clean up the horse crap. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they were like, nah, you're kidding. You're, 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 you wouldn't do that. Sure. I'll do that for you. Yeah. And then it would be whoever I get their time, whatever, how many hours or whatever. Yeah. I'd muck out stalls would be how much time I got with horses. So I got to be pretty decent. So much so, I was an arrogant SOB. Yeah. They, we, at the end of the day, we're, I was mucking out stalls, and, and we're just relaxing for a bit, and they turned the horses out. And they were telling me the story about, like, if you had a broken halter, you could get on the back, go bareback. Mm. Me, being my youthful, <laughs> intelligent self, goes, really? I'm like, who's hanging out this way? This horse named J.D. Big, tall horse, 15 hands, high withers. I'm no taller, obviously, than I am now, but I was lighter. I was about 100 pounds lighter than I am now. I, I don't know a lot about horses. What's 15 hands mean? The height. Oh, okay. All right. A very tall Look horse. Look at you. I'm glad you're here. I don't know what the hell is that. Okay. My daughter used to show horses. Okay. So. All right. Okay. So he was white. He was pretty. So I'm like, okay, I think I can get the halter, because the, it was a broken halter. You loop it through, mm-hmm. and I could throw it over his neck. I'm like, I can do, I can do that. I'm so confident with myself. And then I just slip. there's a big boulder over there. I can walk him to the boulder so I can get my punky butt up on the horse. <laughs> if this wasn't good enough, have you ever had the person that follows you that thinks, you know what, they're doing something cool. I'm going to go follow that person. Comes, comes following behind me. Can I come too? If I get on, I'll get you up somehow. I ain't for sure how we're going to get that one out, but we'll figure it out. Let me get up first. Right. So I'm like, okay, get up to get up to the boulder so I can get climbed on, grab hold of his mane. I'm mangling myself, trying to get my punky butt up there. I get up there, I'm like, score! I'm on the horse. They're like, tie off the halter, stupid! <laughs> so here I am, Tom. I'll make sure I can have something that resembles reins. They show me how to loop it through and give it. The makeshift wannabe, it's a really weird way to do it. But no, obviously nothing in their mouth, so no bit. So no saddle, no bit. 
What does the and bit do, by the way? It helps the horse know which direction you want to turn. Okay, it's, all right. Uh, for a car, it'd be like no power steering. Oh. <laughs> and no steering wheel. It's okay. a good analogy. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You're kind of you're get you're hoping that this horse likes you, that he or she is your friend. Yeah. Mine. It's very easy to fall off bareback. I had never ridden bareback before. Just sounded like a great thing that came across my brain. So get up on the horse. And I'm like, okay, I think I got long enough arms. So I'm hugging the horse's neck <laughs> like this, going, all right, let me see if I can get you. Climb over my shoulders, climb over my back. Oh, my goodness. And we both get on the back of the horse. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, okay, we're going. He's got to walk. Get him up to a, a semi. He's got a real sloppy trot, so we're kind of flopping around like this. Next thing I hear is, no horsing around from the riding director. I was like, oh, am I busted? Did I get caught? And I'm like, we got to get down. We're in trouble. I don't think she said we were could go riding. It's like we get down, and she goes, "No, that's not what I meant at all. You scared the tar out of me. Do you know how long it took me to get that horse over there and to get her up on the horse? We had five minutes. It was probably more like ten, but it felt like five. Uh. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, I was just fucking with you. <laughs> So you could have stayed in road longer. I could have stayed in road longer. Did not realize she was just giving me a hard time. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a shitty thing to do. Being it took you all that effort to get on the damn horse to begin with, you know. You had that fifteen hand slap bit that thing or whatever it was, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in town, guys. I don't have to tell you. I don't dick about horses. So it's, it's sarcasm. Yeah. I just me being the sarcastic soul that I am. I missed sarcasm right, right i legitimately thought she was ticked off <laughs> and i didn't want to break the deal i had i was getting free riding lessons other than you know cleaning some stalls i didn't want to break that deal <laughs> you were doing the hard work though yeah the queen mucker effort right yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey I mean, it works out right if you want to know how much buckage even back then that cost to have somebody train you how to ride a horse it was a hundred dollars just for them to look at you oh dang what's buckage money okay garbage <laughs> okay well, I thought that was a You're fancy learning word. all the things. I no. am. I am. I just talk funny. I'm gonna actually uh, use these words out in public and hope they're right because I don't want <laughs> an idiot and I've done it before. You know. Oh, if you say buggage probably look a little bit funny because I do talk funny. Yeah. What's the uh, what's that sort of that, that uh, yeet that, that the kids all say yeet? yeet. Yeah. It's, yeah. What is yeet? They, yeah. Thank you. I can't what tell you. What is yeet? I don't know, but I use it in every kind of. What is yeet? I don't know. I just say it. So, yeah, the people have tried to explain this thing to me. It's a popular saying. It might not even popular anymore. It might have already been dead. But, but uh, You might want to be careful because you know what oof means, right? Oof? No, what does oof mean? Dead? Yes. Like, huh, is that Mikhail. The That's Mikhail's favorite word. Oof. Oof. I forget <laughs> the game it came from. I found that out from my, one of my nieces. I go, what, what does that mean? Oh, you died in the game. Oh. Oof. Oof. Is it an acronym or what is it? It, Do you know? O O F. What it stands for, I don't know. I just found out it meant you, you croaked in a game. <laughs> I played video games, but I'm like, I, I didn't play this particular game, and apparently it was. I'll tell you what, Oof isn't Yeet. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. Oof is not yeet. yeet. No, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know, know what Yeet is either. Yeet is good. It is good, yeet right? Is good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Matt Gordon brought it to a city council meeting one day, and we're all, I mean, at least in our 30s, 40s. And when he said, everybody's kind of stared at him and said, Is that good? I don't know what. Because of beat diggers, he wanted to say Mary Yeetmas or whatever, and he or better Mary Yeet Digger or something, and had like little like standouts, and he had this plan for downtown brush. And when he said Yeet, he was all excited to say Yeet, and we're like, I don't know what, I don't know what that is. Like, what is is Yeet good, Matt? And he goes, oh. 
<laughs> That's right. We're from the 80s and 90s, you dick. So, 70s. You know. 70s. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you grew up in the 80s, 90s. Well, yeah. yeah. You and I are the same age, I believe. Are you sure? Maybe. Yeah. I was born in 75. You don't say if you, your age. Oh, no, you're older. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you're younger. Oh. Gary Ankrum is the baby of the group. Yep. Okay. But you were born in the 70s. Yes. All right. It was a great, uh, well, I was probably for five years of them, so if I can remember. Well, you got enough to know what the 80s were different with. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't because my mom was a disco queen, so. Uh, like <laughs> I'm the, sorry. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's like child abuse. I wish she'd have beat me instead because now whenever the village people come on or Abba or any of that shit, I'll dance to it, man. I like it, you know. <laughs> now, you know when, now you know you're in trouble. For me, it was uh, good old-fashioned country western before any rock touched it. Like the Highwaymen, that kind of shit? Further back than the Highwaymen? Black and, um, Johnny, I can't remember. Uh, before, Johnny Cash? Before Cash. The, who's, the, who's the guys before Cash? Um, oh, my dad would have been able to tell me he's going to kick Hank, me in the butt Hank from Hank Williams heaven. Sr.? Sr.? Okay. I listen to Hank Williams Sr. I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I like Johnny Cash. He's Johnny Cash. You know, he's timeless. So, yeah. Anyway. So Move it along. What do you think about that story, Carrie? It didn't have the ending I expected. I expected to hear about you falling off or getting kicked in the head or something. <laughs> or, or your friend in a wheelchair you go visit all the time because he fell off a of 15 hands horses or some shit. You know, honestly, that's how I expected that to happen. Yeah. But considering we were miles from anywhere, that would have been... Well, it's probably why you didn't catch up on or pick up on her sarcasm because you were probably so nervous in the back of your head that you just automatically assumed that she was being serious. Probably. What's the average horse, horse height? Well, that I don't know off the top of my head. I have head. no idea. I mean, if you had to guess. I used to know. Um, I want to say about, I want to say, I think, 10. Don't, don't quote So 15's. It's a massive horse. Yes. Okay. That's he was a big, a big boy. Like when your daughter showed him, what, what was the average? I want to say JR, her horse, was 14 hands. So he's a big horse, too. Yeah, and she's just a little girl. She's only like five foot two. Ireland? Yeah. Okay, yeah, she's little. So. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm the size of the horse. I won't get on the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I won't get on a horse either. There's but, no way. But I I'm would. the size of it. I could wrestle the damn thing if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, if the horse saw me, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like the story, too. Uh, little, I got to learn some of that story, so that was good. So we'll see. That's what. Uh, kudos on that because now it's hard for me to tell whether that's a lie or not. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, pretty much you're telling me the story and, and defining it as you go. So I have to. I have to go for it. So, Susan, whenever I pick a story, there's always one that always pops out to me. And uh, I always save that one for last. So, let's do instead, let's do Touching the Clouds. Oh, you want to do Touching the Clouds? Yeah. Okay. Um, along the, in my youth, I like to try things, do things. Um, I loved playing since I was a kid. My oldest brother, well, not my oldest, third brother? horrible with remembering his age but he bought me um when he came back from um he was military in the army he came back one for on leave and he brought a P, uh, model p40 plane he put it together himself on his brakes and he gave it to me i thought it was awesome we went and i uh, found a war um i don't know if you guys have ever been to like a war eagles air museum or any of the ones that do the old-fashioned airplanes from like mm -hmm. world war one world war two p51 mustangs where, where is one at, like around here? Uh, there's there one, one in low? the metro. I'm trying to remember if it's on the south. There's one in the north. Um, the Lowry Airspace The Lowry there? Airspace Museum would be very close. But these have a lot. The, um, we were discussing how old we were. Mm -hmm. I'm old enough that they used to take them up, and they would take people up. So if you were willing to volunteer, just like the other, if you were willing to volunteer, they would teach you how to fly. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> so there was only one dude. They they happened to have a P forty. I went to go to this museum because it had a museum. So when it was old aircraft, so right. I was I was always doing stuff with uh, my dad being military. We would go to the Armed Forces Day. I uh, have repelled out of an airplane, a uh, helicopter down to the ground. I would go and be able to sit in all kinds of cockpits, and I thought it was cool. So I was like, it's a P forty. Never seen one on the ground. And all a hundred percent intact. It was outstanding. Nice. And I was like. And they were telling me about these volunteer programs, you know, because I was young. They're like, well, we're trying to get more volunteers. And if you're willing to volunteer, we'll teach you how to fly. Because they could just see me drooling probably, obviously. Right. And I'm like, well, does anybody know how to fly that P-40? Long pause. The old guy. You think you're old? This dude was in, like 75, 80 years old. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I'm somewhat <laughs> old, but I mean, I'm not comparing myself he, to a... He was like, he was a, serious, you know? he was a serious old timer. And he was like, you want to learn how to fly what? I go, I'd like to see two, but I'd like to learn how to fly one. And he goes, you better pick the right one that you want to learn. P-40? Yeah. Now, first trick is, can you get up in it? He's like, I'm not going to teach you nothing if you can't get in here. Have you ever, hasn't, have either of you tried to get into an airplane? Especially the old ones? No, just no. one that I've got on a, on a Denton airport. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> I was, it. I was very curious. Well, I was like, well, do I have to figure it out myself or are you going to tell me anything? He goes, well, it depends if you start breaking stuff. That's fair. I was like, all right, I'll try. I go, it looks like a tab there. Is that a tab? Well, kind of. No, it's there. Okay. Pops down the little two little steps for me to get in. Canopy's already back pop into the airplane and I'm like if you've ever watched um, movies like uh, Red Tails and all these different I, okay I love to watch them. <laughs> I'm the weirdo that loves to watch I love to watch them I love to be, I've been to air shows absolutely loved aircraft got inside and go there's a lot of levers there's a lot more levers and pedals than you'd expect there to be well it's an airplane man no I mean like levers and levers and <laughs> flaps and Two sets of pedals on the floor. Susan, to give me a perspective, how many hands tall is this airplane? <laughs> um, considering my midget size, um, we'll say 14. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> An average horse size. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at it, when you look at it from a distance, it looks kind of, it looks big, and you'd feel shorter, right. in my opinion. Because I was told I couldn't uh, fly an airplane because I'm too short. I actually would have wanted that as an MOS because I'm too short. Really? And the Army wanted people to be at least six foot to fly. And you had to have perfect 20-20 vision in order. And I have lazy eye in this eye, so I couldn't fly a helicopter either. Right. Because oh, wow. I have lazy eye. So this guy was willing to teach me on a volunteer. You, you think I'm not going to take that up? Of but, course. And so he started. So it was lots of lots of ground school teaching me how to what all these levers did. And, okay, I think I get the hang of it. We, we get up. We're going. The most awesome feeling is touching the clouds and just you feel like you're gliding on the air yeah the hardest part is landing properly <laughs> skips but really I, I did get it landed it was all not bad nice it did take a few weeks for me to learn what all the levers were obviously right right days but i'm like so i'm volunteering cleaning not too many toilets so yeah so it wasn't as much mucking just keeping the place yeah. clean answering people's questions human and, mucking it's gotta be the worst Mm. I don't. I think the horse's mucking would be worse. Really, hmm. I, I would rather muck out a stall than clean a toilet. Oh. If you give me the option, I'll take a horse really? stall <laughs> personally, because at least they put it all in one area. No, just kidding. 
There's okay. no splat. There's no splatter effect on ours. This is true. This is true. So you landed it okay. Yes. Everything is okay. You know what this story reminds me of? That damn submarine that's been all over the news. Oh my goodness. We're like, well, if you want to try, it's okay. It's yeah, come on in. It's cool. Fly it. You know. But they just did didn't have waivers back then. Yeah. No, there was no waivers. Mm. You die, you die. Yeah. <laughs> but I, ha- but you realize I have an old man. I would have killed a pilot that survived World War One and One Two. I would have killed somebody who survived the war. That you know how horrible that would be. Yeah. That would be pretty <laughs> shitty. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like literally going, um, dude, you're a horrible person. This dude survives the war. Can't survive you. How how uh, <laughs> how old were you about this? About 18. 18. I just turned 18. Old. Oh, wow. So did you end up getting a pilot's license? You know, I didn't have the money. I still to this day have not had the money, but that's one of the reasons I want to get a drone. So I can officially say I have a pilot's license. Because you actually get a pilot, pilot's license from the FAA to fly a drone. Do you? Oh, nice. Yes. It's got to be a certain size of the drone, though, yes? Yes. Okay. Of course. And I'm do you have to go to school for that? Because I know they have don't classes have at MCC. But not don't yet. Have to. Yes, yes not I do. Yet. It started in June. Oh, okay. Is it? I didn't have the money. To fly a drone? No, to take class. Oh, for the I just airplane. Finished, yeah, I just finished the classes. Oh, you're talking about drones, yes. You're yeah. just talking about drones. Okay. The drone. So okay. you're talking about the planes? No, I'm I did. about drones. Yeah, you have to have uh, money to pass to, to take the classes. And okay. there's a, I think, if, I want to say it's a $200 fee. Don't quote me, but it's like $100 or $200 for the FAA test. For the drones? No, for the, te- for the drone test. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page here. We are on the same page. I, I didn't are you know, sure? Yeah. To fly a drone, you have to... Have a pilot's license. I didn't know that. You're supposed to. Well, For, yeah. Is it like a jaywalking law, though? Like, it's technically a law, but... It depends on who catches you and where you fly it. Yeah. If you fly where you're really... Not, it's a no, like a no-fly area, yeah, you probably get somebody to yell at you, but other than that... Other than shoot it out of, the, out of the sky, you know? See, but that's, that means you have wings. I don't yeah. have a good reason to have the wings I always wanted. Right, right. Too many uh, Top Gun movies, sorry. Right. <laughs> there, I was watching a documentary about the uh, Star Wars being filmed in New Zealand. And how people were flying drones, trying to get pictures of the set and everything. And Disney actually has it's like a, attack drones. Yes. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's, there's signs there where it says, if your drone is on our land, we'll shoot it out of the sky. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, there's probably, you know, a little they Mickey. They take that drone stuff really seriously. A little Mickey Mouse paint on the side <laughs> of it, gunning your shit down, you know what I mean? <laughs> there are no droids here. Move along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These are not the drones you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. But it... I'd imagine it's going to get more and more strict as they get more and more advanced. Because some of those drones are badass now, man. Yeah. So. They have drone races, if you don't know. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, pretty, yeah. they're pretty awesome to watch yeah. what they can do with them. I'm supposed to have a drone fight, but it'll probably get pretty expensive, I'd imagine, after a while. Yeah. Well, robot fighting is expensive, so I don't even want to know what drone fighting would cost. Right. I, I think uh, it would be cool, though. Oh, yeah. It'd be badass to watch. But, I mean, uh, the, uh, well, people have the money for it, though, right? A few thousand bucks they here. They have to a few if they do it. There, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they race cars. Those get banged as shit all the time, you know, but this one's falling out of the, out of the sky. But, um, no, I, I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd be it'd be pretty badass to watch. So that's what you need to do. After your podcast, you need to make your own uh, little uh, track. <laughs> get about 500 <laughs> acres, call it good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, got that money in your back pocket, right? I got drone fights, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> uh, for every year, uh, the, the city of Brush, they're, they're all over town. They have, like, the little giving trees, right, where they mm-hmm. have kids, and then they put little... What they want up there. Yeah, I keep uh, one at the shop. Yep. Oh, do you? I'll see. I'll come down and get one for you next year. Thank you. Uh, but I went down to the city of Brush and told her around to give me a boy and a girl. You know what I mean? So she goes, well, do you want just two two brothers? Is that cool? Go, That's fine. One wanted a drone, and one just wanted one suitable for an 11-year-old boy, whatever. So I buy a, a pretty cheap drone, and then I bought an RC car, like one of those, like, all 
all uh, terrain. Oh, cool. And as I'm watching the videos on them and shit, I almost kept that drone for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, little Billy, but uh, this thing's too cool to give away. I'll try to order one and get here on time. But, but it was uh, that it was cool as shit. It was a little guy. It was like fifty bucks. It, it's it's funny if you look at the smaller they get. It's not the cheaper they get. Yeah. You would think the smaller no. the drone is, the cheaper it is, but yeah. that's not true. But some of the bigger ones are badass. You know, I mean, like yes. some of the bigger ones are the ones they do at like weddings now, like all the uh, videographers at have weddings. Have you seen the multi cameras that they have on them? Yeah, yeah. They're pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. They do. You can get them at Walmart. Yeah. Walmart has a pretty, a couple badass ones. Right, right. And they're like six, seven hundred bucks, right? No, I think the one's only like two something. There's one that's two hundred something. That's the one I was looking at. As long as it's qualified, let me pass my test. Really? (laughs) I was like, it's on my to-do list. Well, maybe you can get the drone and use it for the city for your job, and then you could go for the chamber reimbursement program. (laughs) There you go. I like that. that that's a philosophy. <laughs> that's thinking outside the box. Mm, see? That's, that's the best way to think. If you think inside the box, you know where you always stay? Crooked, man. I think that's crooked, <laughs> what you just said. I don't know. That's, a, that's some inside baseball knowledge right there. That's what Carrie Hankrum, you know. I like to see everything Carrie's written off in the past now. You know what I mean? That she's bought for herself. Or, or Kurt's like, you know it would be cool if we owned. She's like, well, shit, I think the, the barbershop could use this, it. Yeah. The barbershop could use a potato gun. Absolutely. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I mean, we'll find Why not? For it, that, you know? That's merch right there. That's merch. Yeah. Load some shirts. Boom, 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 boom. There, now you've just marketed your shop with some free shirts and a coupon and tucked in with your shirt. Oh, $5 off your next haircut. I'm going to start hanging out with Sue more often. There you go. <laughs> those those uh, t-shirt cans can kill you. Killed all what's her name? Uh, Flanders' wife. I don't know who that is. Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> That was my time. <laughs> no. <Nuh-uh. laughs> I, I was like, I don't think I saw that episode. That's where she, uh, they're like a NASCAR or whatever, and the, the guy's pumping up those those shirts, and it hits her, and she falls off the back, and that's how Ned Flanders' wife dies. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's horrible. Well, it's cause she, I'm laughing because she's a cartoon, but that's why I'm laughing. But You made it sound like it was a real person that died. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I don't know of any real person dying of a potato. I gun. can't remember her first name, though. Ned, well, Ned Flanders' wife. So, I thought about that. Iron Man. I was like, "Are you you're not making an Iron Man reference?" Because <laughs> no. he gives him the potato gun 2.0. Oh yeah. Have you ever had a potato gun? Have you ever fired one? No. They are. Have I fired They're, a lot of them? I have. Yeah. My little brothers cool. had one, and so it was PVC pipe, and then screw the end, and take hairspray, and they would spray the hairspray <laughs> in there, and then. And, and make then, sure you get Aquanet. If you're going to spray hairspray, <clears throat> get Aquanet. Oh, we don't want to kill anybody. But because uh, that shit's powerful. I, it is. I was alive in the 80s, as we talked about. Exactly. Ladies like this, you know. And they, With the fan. Oh, man. Yep. I don't know how dairy paper happened in the 80s when you had a knife <laughs> on your head like a fucking rhino, bud. You know what I mean? Like, they come at you, but it start swinging your head, you know. But they, they had like a little igniter on it. Boom. And that thing would fire. And you could hear it for. I don't know how far. I mean, it was so loud, but it was kind of fun, you know. The one we used, you used the thing, like, in science class. You scraped it together to get the flint. Oh, the little, um, for the Bunsen burners. Yes. Oh. Don't you what remember that, that little strike, thing? I called yes. it the strike stick. It was yeah. something. I don't know what it was called, and we used yeah, that to get the to thing, and then it just... It looked kind of like tongs? Yes. yes. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. We're on the same page. We all know. We're all old enough wow. to know. Go, yeah. We'll call them fire tongs from here on out. <laughs> I like it. Remember when we used to use fire, fire tongs? <laughs> the kids are going to be like, fire tongs? That's what, what I'm going to take on Naked and Afraid with me. <laughs> are you going to go on that? No. no. Would you, if you had the chance for the money, would you go on Naked and Afraid? No. I've never, I've never watched it. No. They are naked, though. Well, I mean, yeah. But yeah, I think that it's only afraid. just for filming. Oh. I don't think it's real at all. I mean, if you're wearing clothes when you're sleeping, who gives a shit? If you're naked <laughs> on tape, that's the problem, you know? So just saying. They bleep it out. Yeah. 
What is Naked and Afraid exactly? I never watched it. They have to go and survive like 28 days or something in the wild. I don't know how many days it is, but naked, yeah, naked. Like they have like Alaska or and the bugs and yeah, they have nothing. You get to pick something, so you can pick what you want to take. Most people pick a fire starter. Really? Yeah. You just fire take start. one thing. Yeah. Fire starting is actually very very difficult. Yeah, especially with the high humidity or the rain at the mm-hmm. rainforest. So yeah, and then the water's gross and you can't boil it. And yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll have to watch Naked and Afraid now. It's one of my favorite shows. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I can't it watch it because I think it's so stupid. It is stupid, but that's why but I like it. I don't know. I Mindless don't know. TV. But they are naked. But yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they never pick really ugly people either. Well, hell no, they, no, they wouldn't, you know. Because they're ugly. If they're ugly <laughs> and they're oh, and they're all exposed, I don't think anybody wants to see that. Gary, if someone like, <laughs> looks like me and built like me, is on naked and afraid. I mean, I come on, you know. Afraid. Yeah, I'm naked. All you are afraid. That's the deal. You know what I mean? Like, holy cow. <laughs> it's pointing at me again. Get out of here, you know. All right. That was <laughs> Touching the Clouds. What do you think about that one? That was a good one. That was a good story. You learned a lot for free. Yes. Uh, my my mom taught me early on to ask. You don't ask, you, if don't, you don't get. If you don't ask, you don't get nothing. I like it. And if you and to barter, the two greatest lessons I learned from my mother was to really? ask and to barter. My mom was Korean. She was so, what? Korean. Hmm. Really. So I learned how to barter, and I learned to ask and wait for you to say no, and then learn how to barter with you who said no. Are you adopted? No. Okay. Long story short, mixed family. Okay, I would never have seen the Korean in you at all. Same. Yes. Some people get lucky. Yeah. And not. It's not. It's not getting lucky. It'd be okay if you could see it. It was a joke. Some people like. Uh, some people will argue back and forth. Well, did you get? I had. I had. Friend, I had a friend that her dad was African American. Yeah. So she looked like him. Her sister looked like her mom, who was full-blooded Japanese. Right. And they looked. They couldn't. She was like, "That's my sister," and she would get in school, and they would get into fights. Because she'd be like, that's my sister. No, that's not your sister. And they would, she'd get into a fight on whether or not that was her sister and her brother. Really? I'm part Japanese. You can't tell. Like my baby picture, you can tell. I look like a little Japanese baby, but yeah, I can't. You can't yeah. tell. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Swickenese. Yeah. 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 You're Swickenese? <laughs> Swedish, Hispanic, and Japanese. Yeah, my mom called that I was, that I was like, what was this? I was trying to catch the, the two first two. Swickenese, like, yep. I like it. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Swickenese. That's why I wear that shirt that says Swickenese Pride with a moose on it. People, and I like it because I tell people I'm Swickenese. And some people give me the look like you did. Like, what is that? What's a Swickenese? Some people would be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you met another one? Bullshit. Yeah. You know? Just let me know when you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might be my brother. All right, we got two down. No horsing around and touching the clouds. Last story. Uh, learning the ropes. Learning, it's, it's leaving the ropes. See, it, yeah, yeah. it looks I, like I a V. I can't write very well, obviously. Uh, I was a driver for too many years. My handwriting is, was atrocious before. Now it's horrible. And you write permits? Yes. <laughs> That's what the computer's for. <laughs> That's why we use her. So now no one can actually read what's happening. So it's kind of a break to the people. You know, like If you didn't understand it, you just couldn't read my handwriting. It's you're, all good. You're, you're building a dick. That's deck. It's building a deck. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's why that's why there's a front deck and a back deck. As opposed to there's no such thing as a back dick. Well, that's why we let Susan write it so we all have a little jokes. All right. <laughs> Learning the ropes. And you're going to laugh really hard because you uh, made a beautiful segue and you didn't realize it. All right. My, um, like I told you, my older brother gave me a plane. My older sister loved to go camping and backpacking. She had a rule. Pack Pack it in, pack it out. And guess what you got to bring with you? Is it dick? 
No. Okay. <laughs> just saying. That's what I was thinking. Just thinking get, get to the dick part, Susan, please. <laughs> a back, you take your backpack. And if okay. you've ever had to roll your sleeping bag up and fit it on the, on the backpack, mm -hmm. whatever fit in your backpack was all what you got to take with you. And you got to carry it with you. Right. All your trash you carried in, you carried it out, everything. So I was about, and we're going back in time, because we were reminiscing, these stories came because we were reminiscing over the weekend. I was about 12 years old, carrying a backpack. And I think, I, was, I always thought it was funny because the backpack was bigger than me. Hit the back of my calf, my hat, my uh, hat, my, my calves, ding dong. Hamstrings. Okay. Because so it was a big backpack. Yes. Yeah. And I was a little person. How many hands tall was the backpack? <laughs> I got new knowledge. I'm going to use as much as possible. Like, you know? like, how many hands was that? And you're going to ask that to the wrong person. They're going to go, I'm not a handsy person, I promise. Yeah. When the cop pulls me over, I'll be like, yes, I'm 17 hands tall. <laughs> being, being funny, buddy? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No worries. But she took me on my first, my first camp, uh, backpacking trip. Right. So we went out back. We went up a nice waterfall, made a nice climb. It was a great day, and I'm thinking we're going to someplace level, right? Mm -hmm. No, where I was born and raised, I'm born and raised from the desert, if y'all don't know. I grew up in a desert. If y'all know what prickly paracactus, mm -hmm. Spanish daggers are, mm -hmm. rattlesnakes, and the like, yeah. There's a reason I don't want to go on naked and afraid. <laughs> I had everything with me. Right. Except in... Well, the good thing about being a military brat, military-grade sleeping bags. But they didn't tell me they were happy. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. So, of course, I had you know, gouges down both my shoulders by the time we stopped, mm -hmm. and I'm dead, and I pass out. Greatest food you've ever had? Not. Um, my sister was okay, but she wasn't the greatest cook either. Uh, MREs, man? or What you catch. She also did teach me to track. So... Yes, did I have rabbit and whatever she could find? Sure. Yes, All that right. was dinner. Mm. She did not catch a rattler. Otherwise, I think she would have served me rattler. Knowing my big sister, she would have served me rattler. What's your sister's name? Mary. What's up, Mary? Okay. <laughs> Always give him shouts out. Yeah. yeah the, the biggest funny part was we're, we're all, I'm, a, I'm past that. I brought my pup with me. And um, he was curled up in the sleeping bag. So I was like, well, at least I know there's no rattler in my sleeping bag because right. my dog's down by my toes. I don't know what time. It was late in the middle of the night. I hear him barking. But, you know, when you're not really awake yet and you're really like a kid, right. you, you take your moment to recognize yeah. oh, going on? where you're at, what's going on. You're like in the twilight. And yeah. he's like really far away from me. And I keep hearing it howling and a barking and a howling and a barking. And I'm going, is he coming back? Is my skipper, my, my, my dog's name is Skipper from, you know, uh, if any of you have seen Gilligan's Island. I was going to say Gilligan's mm -hmm. Island. Yes, mm -hmm. I loved Gilligan's Island as a kid. So he was named Skipper. All right. And I waited and waited. I couldn't go back to sleep. He eventually, right at the crack of dawn, comes back. He's all in one piece. He isn't bitten. No snake bites, no nothing. And I'm like, I got my dog back. Yeah. And I survived a night with God only knows what he was chasing off. And my sister goes, oh, I was probably one of the two one or two three coyotes I saw earlier in the night. What kind of dog is Skipper? A mutt. How he big? was a little bit. 
Oh, maybe uh, two hands high. Two hands high. <laughs> yeah, she beat me to it. She beat me to it. <laughs> nice call, Susan. He, he was, he was the, be- the only thing, the uh, best way to look at him is he was kind of like a poodle mutt mix. Okay. He had just about everything. The fuzzy fur, the big fuzzy ears. Okay. Uh, no, I did not give him the poodle shave. Yeah, he uh, He's lucky if it was coyotes, they didn't lure him out and kill him. Yes. Because that's, that's what they do. They but play poodles around. are mean. I mean, yes, they are. That's like, why we joked. It was we, we joked. It was the poodle in him that kept him alive, and he came back and he strolled back like it was nothing. We were like, and she was just like, "Oh, it's fine. This happens all the time." Yeah. And I'm like, "You're not 12 years old and half the size of a coyote." Yeah, because coyotes will kill you. They're, they're, they don't care. No, they don't give a shit. They'll kill that dog in a, in a heartbeat. You know, I had a friend who had a farm that happened all the time, and he lost many dogs to coyotes. You know, they. They play and they play and they play, and when the dog wants to go out, then, then yeah, cows are not great. So Yeah, he was a crazy dog. All right. So that's, uh, what do you think about that one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah? Short and sweet? It is short and sweet. Uh-oh. I don't think that the poodle beat the coyote, but. All right. You got some <laughs> doubt there, you Ryan. I do. I, I have doubt. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. I got uh, you. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been much of a camper at all. And I was in Boy Scouts, so I camped back then, but now I don't, uh. That's why you were a Boy Scout. I, I was a Girl Scout counselor that had never been in Girl Scouts. Really? I was in Boy Scouts, still asked to leave. So it's... it's <laughs> you know. can't imagine why. Well, you're, if, you're such a swell fella. If you watch this podcast, I tell the story. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little brutal, man. So uh, just don't eat brownies when I give them to you. We'll just say that, okay? <laughs> if you live, you're good. <laughs> yeah, well, you almost didn't live. So there's, I mean, a, well. there's, a, there's a shitty way to dehyd- dehydrate yourself. I'll leave it at that. So Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Now you got my curiosity. Uh, I haven't found that one yet. I'll dig for it. All right. It's, uh, let's see. It's uh, episode... 25 it's actually adam's episode so all yeah. right roger that yeah yeah <laughs> that's how do you remember that because that was adam's episode that was one of the funner episodes because it was him and Dency and i and it was just those three just bullshit and just three old friends you know what i mean so kind of fun I, I have a lot of older friends that are gonna when they swing into town i'm gonna grab them and bring them on here you know and that's fun with someone it's fun when someone knew you met because you get to learn about people and learn about things you know yes. we, we joke around the five ten hands thing but it's fun that's yeah, kind of cool funny. you know um, but old friends, it's it gets to be like I remember this, remember that. But although I make fun of them, they also remember shit about me. That's yeah, you've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? And apparently, a few times I've been drunk, I've been naked and afraid. You know what I mean? The front lawn. Uh, I didn't have Were a you lawn. afraid though? I was not afraid. <laughs> that look, might be the problem. Look confused. I woke up and. Well, where am I? You got to try and figure out what cornfield you're in. Where your pants are. Uh, there's no cell phone back in when I was in high school no, to uh-uh. uh, find out where you're at. So it's it's, it's you know we well, you know what I, you know how to use a compass, right? <laughs> what compass? I mean, <laughs> I left with a bottle of Boone's Farm. That's how I left. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that don't help for shit when you're naked no. and afraid. No. I'll just say that. Well, the Boone's Farm was pretty good back in the day. It was. It was. Yeah. Where did you grow up at? What, what desert? El Paso. El Paso. That El Paso de Norte. Really? How how big is that? Now or then? Then. Uh, probably a few million people. Oh, wow. Damn. Now. Uh, a lot. Tens of millions. A lot of million. A yeah. lot of million. <laughs> Multi-millions. Yeah. <laughs> Multi-million dollars. No, just kidding. How did you end up in Colorado? How did I end up in... You're going to laugh when I tell you this. Um, long story, um, as we all know, we all have better lives. We all have worse lives. Right. Um, I actually ran into Lee and I, my, I, I had three opportunities to move to Colorado. Believe it or not. My first opportunity was when I was told you I was at the camp... Uh, the writing director actually knew somebody up here who would have taught me dressage. So I had... Taught you what? Dressage. I call it horse dancing. 
Okay, dressage? Dressage, yes. Dressage. I didn't even know that one. Yes, I could have stayed up here and learned how to ride a horse. I was, she was told me I had to make a choice whether I wanted to be a horse owner, horse trainer, or horse rider. Okay. So I, I didn't. Being the poor sucker that I was, I was in school. I was like, ah, I'll finish school, and then I'll think, ah, I'm young. I have plenty of time. Sure. Second opportunity, web designer. I had an uh, option to move up here as a web designer. Right. My mom got hurt, so I moved out to East Texas to take care of my mom. And that's where I ended up running into Lee. I was getting a divorce from my ex-husband at the time and was told there's good job opportunities up here. Okay. And I had a few friends, other friends that lived up this way that said, you know, you should have taken that job when you got offered the job for the web design. Right. There's good economy. I was going to be a single parent with my two kids. Right. So I moved here to get better job opportunities were in, in the small town that I was at, which which Wiggins is like 10 times smaller, but that's beside yeah. the point. Brush it's, is like half the size well, that Wig- it was. Wiggins is going to catch us pretty quick, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're going to catch us. But uh, we're going to talk about your uh, coming podcast you're going to start doing here in a little bit, but we're going we're gonna to guess real quick. Is that cool, Gary? Yeah. Are you ready? You got one in mind? I do. Okay. <laughs> now, Susan, when we decide who has to go first, I guess first we rock, paper, scissors. Go for it. There's I love rock, paper, scissors. How do you rock, paper, scissors? For real or for cheap? For real. Rock, paper, scissors. So you go boom, boom, and shoot. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Carrie? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. She's a four-pumper. I'm a three-pumper. That's what the sign <laughs> is. I'm with you, Susan. It's boom, boom, doom. But four-pumpers go rock, paper, scissors, and then they do it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird, right? It is. <laughs> Everybody has a thing. You know it's what? It's not very often I'm a fellow three-pumper here, so you can get shit on a little bit, Carrie. That's what's going to happen. So. It's okay. I'm used to it. So we're doing three-pumpers since we're there's two of us, okay? Okay. Are you ready? Right. Damn it. She's still one. <laughs> She's still one. Okay. So three great stories. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, before we do all this, I do want to say thank you to the Brush Emporium once again. Uh, what we do now is we're going to watch a small video. Uh, the video is of a vendor upstairs to kind of see what they have here at the Brush Emporium. You know, kind of what uh, some of the products they, they carry. They have jewelry up there. They have art up there. They have some pasta. They have hot sauce. They have, I mean, just all kinds of things. Toys for the kids. They have dog things. Stuff. I was going to say they have pet stuff. Yeah, and nice. boots. Yep. Yes. Boots. The dog things are hard to get. That that thing clears out quite often. It's pretty popular. Uh, I got to get her on the podcast uh, to advertise her stuff, but and they also have like engraving stuff you can do it and stuff that you have customized, and they just have so many cool things. This is such a great, this is such a great idea to have. So uh, please support them. And here's a little quick video. Hi, I'm Megan Orcutt, and I'm the owner of Something Magical. We make things such as hand stitched journals, hand poured candles with essential oils and fresh herbs. Um, We also have pendulums and other handcrafted items. You can find us here at the Brush Emporium, 210 Clayton Street, or on Facebook. Just search up Something Magical, and there's a link to our website. Okay, so uh, once again, please support these uh, local vendors. Please support the Brush Emporium. And uh, we're going to start guessing. I lost rock, paper, scissors. I've not been great this year. I'm going to get my ass kicked. And we have uh, three great story: <clears throat> learning the ropes, no horsing around, and touching the clouds. Now, I think uh, no horsing around is a true story. You had some uh, some love behind that. Uh, usually, how you tell the story is how I kind of judge it. Uh, learning the ropes, are, I also think, is a true story. I think that's uh, it was short and sweet, and usually I would bite on the shorter story without a lot of detail on it. But I'm going to go with touching the clouds. Uh, if that is a true story. 
uh, I'd be very impressed. That's a very cool story to have. But uh, you said it was kind of a mixed bag of why it was not true. So I'm going to go with touching the clouds is my bullhucker. What do you think, Carrie? Mine is learning the ropes. Really? How so? I just, the dog. Not coming back from the, the coyotes? Coming, well, I, yeah, I mean, if the dog was in the bottom of your bag and then, or your sleeping bag yeah, and then bag, out and barking and then came back and no bites or anything i feel like your dog probably would have got a little tangled right well, maybe so i mean and i had the least amount of detail which usually i'll always bite on i'll always bite on the one but for some reason just touching the clouds is sticking out to me i don't know why so i'll do touching the clouds you're doing uh learning, learning the, the ropes. ropes let's see the board there miss susan touching the uh. <laughs> what's not true about it what's not true is i didn't get to fly okay Aww. i got to do everything else i got to do the ground school everything except for i did not get to fly because i actually had to pay for the jet fuel oh which mm. was 200 bucks which is the part that i left out you had to actually pay for it you couldn't volunteer that was the false part you couldn't uh. volunteer for it you had to pay for the jet fuel right because it was a non-profit oh Aww. i kind of figured they'd be, they'd be hard pressed to let just anybody get in those planes too they, they would have if i would have paid for the jet fuel they let you i huh? would have been able to learn how to find a p40 or that's, a Corsair at my, my choice. That's nuts. I, uh, I went a trip through when I worked for Budweiser to the uh, Richard Petty Driving School for NASCAR. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're going to hate this part. When I got it, uh, it was like a it was a Bush contest I'd won. Uh, so I got like $500 in gift cards for like gas. That's back when gas first started going crazy. That um, trip to Vegas is where I got to do it. And I, they go, Richard Petty Driving School. And I go, that's awesome. Who the hell's Richard Petty? I had no idea. Oh. Every redneck in that room was like, Wait. why the hell does Larry get to go? He was all pissed because I'm like, because I sold the most, you dicks. It was one of the craziest experiences of my life. I'm glad I got to do it. I'm glad I got the experience. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but that was awesome, man. That was, it was a, it was a rush. Awesome. But the reason I brought that story up is, Susan, when I did it, I signed every waiver possible, right? I signed everything away. If lightning would have struck me out in the parking lot, that's on me. You know what I mean? It, it would not, if one of their workers would have went out and shot me, I had it coming. You know, I signed away my rights to have any kind of legal recourse against them. So uh, it was it was wild. But, I mean, you, why not, right? Yeah. I was 20-something years old then. When you're young, you'll do just about anything. Yeah, I'll survive anything, you know. Yeah. I survived the 40 shots of tequila from the night before. So, you know. <laughs> Only 40? Yeah, well, I woke up naked and afraid on those strips. So that's, you know. That was the, the 40th one got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, had had fifteen hands on me too. See, this is all it all goes back around. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. So, uh, Carrie, you're zero and one, man. I know. We're going to bring you back on so you can try and redeem yourself, dude. I'll do better next time. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> I appreciate you being this time, Susan. Uh, you said you want to start a podcast. Yes, I do. Um, you're going to believe it or not, you're, you, Carrie, might actually like it. I was actually going to ask you if you want to be on it at some time, but it'll be by the end of the summer. It's tips for small businesses. Nice. Some, um, especially when we have the, the smaller areas like this where people can't get out or they can't go out drive all the way to Denver. Because I was like talking with um, Olga from Slippingus. And she was talking about going to stuff in Denver and Fort Morgan. But what if it was an online podcast and you could say some, one thing that you learned that helped you with your business hmm. and you could pass it on to others? That's cool. I like that. It's good. Where does your passion for that come out? I love small businesses, honestly. Yeah. Um, when I was a web designer before, and I was, when I was young, I was 19, 20, 
back when the web was new. Because <laughs> she's older than me, I just want to point that out. So I gotta remember that, but you know. Yeah, not that, that whole transition kind of thing. I used to code in HTML. Okay. You had to you you were a coder if you did website my ninety percent of them. Right. You coded it. I designed my own graphics. Okay. Oh, Adobe has been around that long. Right. Also. 1987. I, I looked at it when it was showing the little copyright thing. Right. Now I am old. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. And I started, I, I started doing, I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to work for a big company? I, I, I did it because I was, uh, um, I'm trying to think about it, work study for my college. Oh, okay. And I was working in a lab. Cool. And the guy that was doing the website was leaving. So he's like, here, I'm going to teach you what I do. Oh, yeah. This is the not my 19 year old. Huh, okay, all right, yeah. dude. Yeah. Just show me what I need to do. He's like, when you do graphics, you go like this and do this. And when you code, you do this. Oh, it's like writing a paper. Okay, it's all syntax based. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Found out I could make money doing that. And I realized small businesses were the ones that were completely left out. Only the big corporate, especially then. If you right. think it's bad now, only the big corporate companies right. had it. So <clears throat> my go I started knocking on doors. I was a lot braver back then. That's one of the reasons I like your podcast. I want to tell you, thank you, by the way. What's that? Thank you, by the way, because I, oh, I lost that, that courage when I was young, knocking on the doors yeah, yeah. and saying, you know, hey, you know, this is what I can do for you. Yeah. I had somebody uh, give me my start. I was a real, a real estate company. I designed all their pages. And if you've ever worked with a realtor and all the stuff that they do, yeah, that was fun. That's crazy. But I did several things like that, and that's how I kind of got started and that's where my passion for small businesses came right i was a small business owner and marketing is one of the hardest thing any small business can do and you see these big companies with these big huge marketing departments and right. this guy and i oh, i've got this powerhouse who knows how to do this and i've got this expert over here right and you feel like you're an idiot yeah but you have a great small business a great idea all the innovators if we lose small business right. we lose all our innovation and they are the backbone of america well, that's what we say on this podcast every time. If you know, if you don't support it, it goes away. Yes. Right. Um, but to be a little devil's advocate, what you, what you just said. So the power has changed, in my opinion, a little bit. You know, as to where uh, all the advertising stuff now goes through a lot of podcasts, a lot of online kids on TikTok now. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. they've had to change. I mean, so smaller people have taken over. It's just the internet's changed everything. You know, it's just changed everything. You know, yes, it did. Now, I mean, do you think CBS has the? I mean, yeah, they got a lot of money, but I mean, who do people advertise with now? Probably Joe Rogan. You know, probably some kid on TikTok who you know. You nobody does. else knows. So nobody our age knows who they are. Yeah, yeah, but they hit millions of hits every day. You know, it's yep. just they're kicking ass, dude. So small businesses have a, a, a good shot. Mm-hmm. Now, they got to have that passion. They got to have that drive, though. You know what I yes. mean? You can't just say we're small business support us and a lot of them do a lot of them are, are very good about it the, the, the emporium here they they go out of their way to try and you know they they let you know they're here you know what yes, i mean so do. that's part of the reason this podcast studio exists here is to help advertise for them you know what i mean and they've been it's been a great deal for me so i i can't thank them enough um but that's cool i, I commend you for supporting the small business thing and uh and it is fun to, to talk to people about their like you said their their little tricks of the trade what was the hardest thing to learn what was the I've asked that of, of a few people on this podcast is what what was the hardest lesson you know and a lot of yep. them just you know uh, Freddie was just on his, his came out this week and his was uh, you just have to learn to accept your losses you know when they come you can't you can't you can't dwell on them you can't dwell on them man you just gotta keep moving you gotta be like a shark always moving right so 
I don't know. Do you have one, Carrie? Do you have a... Uh, not offhand. Not the uh, lesson you had to learn the hard way? No, but I do agree with Freddie because I, when I was younger, when I got into hair and stuff, if I messed up something, I wouldn't sleep. Like, it ate at me. And, I, and then I just learned that if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have learned the right way. Right. And so it just made me just do better. And right. So. That's awesome. That's all. At the end of the, end of the summer, you're planning on doing that? Yep. That's cool. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you need any help, please let me know. And we'll do it, buddy. And we can uh, put it on the website or whatever, thebullhucker.com. And by the way, if you have enjoyed this podcast on YouTube, on the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little red dot. That's our subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that. It's a small click for you, but it's a a big click for us. We uh, love the support. No matter what you're listening to it on, whether it be uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spitcher, Spotify, whatever, leave a rating and review. Follow us on, on all that stuff. And if you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed Susan's stories, please share the podcast. You know, we enjoy that, and we appreciate it and it's a lot of love you know so please please support the podcast we love you i love you so there's that susan anything else before we go no no i don't have anything else i'm gonna i'm gonna end this on kind of a bummer uh this is the first podcast since this happened uh we lost two great people in this uh in this community this week so uh godspeed to missy and chad white you know um that's unfortunate what happened but uh, kind of a shout out to them you know and then, like i said godspeed and they're up in heaven driving a a motorcycle right now you know what i mean kind of listen to your podcast listen to the podcast you know like give us a shout out you fat <laughs> bastard you know but <laughs> but uh, yeah it's kind of a it was a it was a devastating blow for this county or this uh, community so uh we wish the family all the love and all the support and uh hopefully if you'd like to help you can get online there's a gofundme right now for their their services you can find that online or if you go on gofundme it's chad missy white i think it's missy not melissa they have it down as so uh Feel free to support that. I need to get on there and throw a few bucks at it. So, absolutely. And I think they've almost they've almost already hit their their goals. So, good, but good. you can go over that. You know, they'll. Yeah. There's always stuff that comes up and that stuff. Yep. So, anyway, mm-hmm. after the bummer, <laughs> Susan, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Carrie Ankrum, thank you for running Shotgun Sister. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it been fun, man. I haven't seen you very often. So maybe next time we'll bring Kurt on. Gotta bring the tortillas back. The tortillas. The tortillas, man. <laughs> the tortillas. Because Matt, remember when Matt didn't record the? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> remember the tortilla challenge, where you slapped each other? I could have kicked Matt Gordon's ass for that. It was a good one. We, it was a good. I walked into her, her hair salon, her barber shop, and I was like, threw down the challenge, like, "What's up, Carrie?" And we went to the mat. Did you win or did I win? I think you won. I, we slapped the shit out of each other. Yeah. I, I was that. in the middle of a haircut and everything. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I need to win this battle. Hold this on a second. got all this tin shit in her hair. <laughs> she just walks to the hairdresser, slaps a fat Mexican that walked in the damn door, you know. And uh, <laughs> and that's sitting there and he's laughing. He's like, oh, it wasn't recording. I was like, oh, my God, dude. You know, Mr. Tech himself, it's the little red button. And he'll be counting little red numbers, you know. They're millennial, you dumb bastard. Love you, Matt. So, anyway, <laughs> Susan, thank you so much. Thank you. Carrie. Last hanging out with you guys. Yeah, Definitely. you too. You too. And best of luck with the podcast. If I can help, just let me know. Will do. Thank you, buddy. Carrie, thank you again. Thank you. Thank and I'm you. Bruce Lundstrom. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Peace.